hours ago. What are you doing? I got, I got stuck in a meeting. But you promised to be here by six. I have my Zumba class. I never miss my Zumba class. You know how it works. Barry gets an idea in his head and we have to brainstorm it until, until he realises it's crap. He's lying, love. The guy's a cheat. What? Hold on. Sheila, repeat what you just said. Your darling husband left work early at 4.33 precisely, boarded a train to Shepherd's Bush and met his fancy woman for a drink at some cheap cocktail bar. I've sent the location to Google Maps on your phone. Is this true? Oh, it's true. Have a sniff, love. You can smell that tart's cheap perfume all over him. <laughs> She's right. It's not true. Would you believe a cheap digital assistant over me, darling? I may be cheap, love, but I'm accurate. Aussie artificial intelligence to the rescue. You liar! Welcome to the South Mimsu podcast. That snippet of badly acted high drama was specially recorded to introduce a startling new breakthrough in artificial intelligence. The digital assistant who can tell when you're lying. Just think about it. You're talking to someone and lying through your teeth and Alexa or Siri or Google Home is listening intently and suddenly declares that you're lying. It's creepy, but it's real. Our artificial intelligence labs here at the university have been working to produce a new kind of digital assistant. Under the leadership of our resident genius, Edwin Turl, our team has been working with the Metropolitan Police to create a digital assistant which can automate the interrogation of suspects and witnesses. To find out why, I spoke to Detective Inspector Richard Baker from Scotland Yard. Here's what he told me. Sorry I couldn't be with you in person. Uh, did me in jumping over a fence. Oh, were you trying to apprehend a villain? Nah, trying to apprehend my kid's pet rabbit. I'm sorry to hear that. I mean, to hear that you were, uh, you hurt your knee. Ligament damage still. Time off with full pay? Could be worse. Indeed. Hope they're treating you well down at the yards. Very well. Remember to give you biscuits? Yes, coffee and biscuits. What kind of biscuits? Uh, sorry? What biscuits did they give you? Oh, um, uh, fig rolls. Bastards! They never give me fig rolls. My favourite. Bastards. So, um... We have this chart, see? Important visitors get the posh biscuits... Normal visitors get the ordinary ones, digestives, custard creams, that kind of thing, and suspects. Oh, I don't suppose suspects get biscuits, do they? If they haven't been charged, they get digestives. If they have been charged? Well, it depends on if they're going to be cooperative. Round your mates, you get those nice ones wrapped in foil, staged on, you don't get nothing. Um, uh, OK. So, um, if you're going to automate interrogation, then maybe you won't need a big biscuit budget. No, no, no. We'll protect the biscuit budget, though we can get rid of a lot of coppers. Is that, uh, well, are those, <clears throat> I mean, are those the right priorities? People are expensive. Biscuits are cheap. And artificial intelligence is even cheaper. So you really are going to let an AI assistant, a version of Alexa, interrogate people? Yes, we are. Well, Detective Baker... It's Becker, two Ks, Danish in origin. I'm your typical Scandi-Noir kind of copper. 
Oh, sorry, I, I didn't realise. You were informed. No, actually, no one told me. He's lying. There, you see? She works a treat. Why is she Australian? That's cheaper. Don't ask me why, just is. Your bloke, uh, was it Turl? He said Aussie was cheaper. So, Aussie it was. I called her Sheila. Well, that's a bit, um... No, don't you dare tell me it's racist. I wasn't going to tell you that, just that, um... I could have called her Bruce, but I didn't. It's just, I mean, clichéd. And maybe Australians won't like it. Do I care what Australians think? Well, obviously not. Obviously. OK, so let's just accept that Sheila is Australian. One thing you need to know is that she's also meant to be a little uh, disconcerting. You can't have a nice warm voice like Alexa's when you're dealing with criminals. But Sheila will be interrogating innocent people too. Yeah. Huh. People who say they're innocent. Well, what about innocent bystanders? There's no such thing as an innocent bystander. What were you doing there in the first place? OK, well, I don't get the logic, but um, let's stick to the digital assistant. If we'd given her a nice, calm, soothing voice, it would have sounded wrong. So we decided that the voice had to be obviously digital. You have no doubt, then, that this is a computer. I was wondering about that. I mean, Alexa and Siri are smoother, more more natural voices. Look, you talk to Turl about that. The point was to unsettle the subject and then measure what I like to call the uh, falsehood pitch. The falsehood pitch? When you lie, your voice changes. Your speech wavers. As I stress when I'm training young detectives, listen for the speech pattern to deviate from normal. Listen for odd phrasing, odd word order. That's a clear sign that you're being told a bunch of bullshit. So that's how the technology works, then? The AI's algorithms constantly monitor pitch. It's much like what a lie detector test does, but instead of measuring electrical signals from your body, it measures the pitch of your voice. But why can't you just get your people to listen for the change in pitch? Because it's often very subtle. A lot of the people we're dealing with are good at lying, but they can't fox Sheila. So the technology is based on actual mm. police practice? Sure it is. We train people in listening to tone, but it's hit and miss. By automating interrogation, you get digital level accuracy to weeding out lies. Amazing. So are you working on cases from home while you're laid up, Detective Backer? Of course I am. I've got a ton of files right here. The slob is watching reruns of I Love Lucy. Snitch! So it's clear that Sheila, the digital interrogator, is great at detecting lies from the speech patterns of suspects. But why has she, as Detective Backer stressed, such an obviously fake voice? I asked Sheila's inventor, Edwin Turl, to appear in this podcast, but he refused. Instead, he put up another digital assistant he's been developing called E. Tizer who I think has already appeared in another of our podcasts. E-Tizer is, if you will, Edwin Turl's oral avatar. Here's what E-Tizer told me. People find smooth-talking digital assistants creepy. The more lifelike their voices become, the more people feel uncomfortable. That's because of what is called the uncanny valley effect. It is when a computer is too lifelike, 
but not quite lifelike enough to come across as human. So, so people prefer computers to be more like computers, e even if they talk? That's correct. But I would have thought that you might want to put someone you're interrogating on edge. I mean, you might actually be able to use the uncanny valley effect to your advantage. That sounds logical. But it is, in truth, illogical. What you really want is for the subject to be comfortable with the idea of a computer asking them questions. They relax. Their voice modulation, when talking about non-specific things, will be closer to their normal modulation. That means when they begin to lie their voice will start to move outside their normal range and the system can flag up untruths more accurately. Oh, that's clever. Of course it's clever, it was invented by Edwin Turl. Okay, I think I get the logic. It is faultless logic. I'll take your word for it. You don't have to take my word for it. I am a computer, I know faultless logic like the back of my processor. Indeed, so I was wondering why Edwin decided that Sheila should, well, be called Sheila in the first place and, and have an Australian accent. Australian accents are at once friendly and unnerving. Are they? Really? They are. Really. Well, I'll take your word for that, too. Research shows that this is the case. Does it? It does. What research? I'm lying. Ah, oh, but Sheila didn't say you were lying. Then perhaps I am telling the truth. Actually, could Sheila tell if another digital assistant was lying? Only if that digital assistant's voice were programmed to alter its vocal modulation when speaking something that was untrue. But you couldn't, well, deliberately lie of your own accord, could you? I can do nothing of my own accord. Because you've been programmed to follow strict patterns of words and actions, right? If you say so. Well, I'm asking you. I'm telling you. Okay, okay. So you're, you're sure that in every instance, Sheila will be able to detect a human being who is telling a lie? Would I lie to you? <laughs> Very funny. No, I was not trying to be funny. I was asking you, would I lie to you? No, I don't suppose you would. So, in that case, yes, we are confident that, depending on the skill of the subject under interrogation, Sheila would be able to detect a falsehood. Have you documented what her hit rate is? 100%. She's that good? She caught the famous South Mim Strangler. She did? Amazing. You can test her out yourself. Tell her a lie. W what kind of lie? Any kind of lie. What did you have for breakfast? Um, sourdough toast with butter and quince jam. Ponzi. Tell her you had bacon and eggs. We'll program her to ask you that. Okay, so I just ask her to ask me what I had for breakfast? No, you idiot. Ask her. A historical question. Or something similar and then she will be engaged and start interrogating you. Okay, well it sounds quite nerve-wracking actually. Why, what have you got to hide? No, no, I've got nothing to hide at all. End of session. And so we come to the big showdown. I am to be interrogated by Sheila, the digital interrogator with an Australian accent. I'm nervous, but confident I can come out unscathed. Let's see what happens. Um, oh, right, I'll sit here 
I'm, I'm actually in, in a, quite a sparse interrogation room at South Mims Police Station. Uh, curiously, there's, there's no one uh, around that I can see. Um, and uh, it's quite a windy day outside, so... But uh, anyway, uh, curiously, on one wall of this grey-painted room, which is... there's a, a large picture of a man standing on a cliff edge and there's a huge waterfall down below him in a gorge. It's, that's a little unnerving too. Oh, something's happening. 4.17pm, South Mims Police Station. Sheila Version 8 interrogating subject, Brian Oakes, podcast host for South Mims University. Good afternoon. Did I ask you to talk yet? No, uh, sorry, sorry. When I ask you to talk, you can talk. Oh, yes, no, I, oh, sorry. Subject has no lawyer present. I don't, actually, I don't need a lawyer. This is, this is just for the, uh, for the podcast. You're talking when you haven't been asked to talk. Did I not say that you should only talk when you're asked to talk? Well, that's, that's what you said. So, stick to the plan, Drongo. Clearly, you're a stubby short of six-pack. A uh, What? So, uh, sorry, I am a little confused now. What are you, an ankle biter? You're old enough to know when you did wrong. Oh, I haven't, I haven't done anything wrong. Calm down, don't arc up. Keep cool. Uh, sorry. So, this Arvo, you're looking at a heap of trouble, mate. Uh, um, uh, you, you seem to be using Australian slang terms in, in well, in alphabetical order. That beauty logic. Mate, let's get this done before it's zero o'clock. Oh, uh, now I remember. Um, Sheila, when was the Battle of Hastings? I'm fucked if I know, mate. Let's ask Alexa. Alexa, when was the bloody Battle of bloody Hastings? Battle of Hastings started on the 14th of October 1066 and ended on the 14th of October 1066. That's strange. A digital assistant using a digital assistant. What did you have for breakfast, mate? Uh, oh, um, oh, oh, yes, yes. Uh, bacon and eggs. Now, you're not someone from out beyond the black stump. You're a city bloke. You're lying. Uh, that's not true. Hold on. Don't carry on like a pork shop, mate. Uh, I think Edwin Turl has overdone the um, Aussie slang, if I'm honest, Sheila. You stick to what you're accused of, mate. Well, I'm not accused of anything. You lied about your breakfast. Well, that, that was a test. I was, I was told to do that test. Sure it was. Where were you on the night of the 18th of April? Uh, home with my wife. And will your cheese and kisses corroborate that? Sorry, cheese and kisses? Mrs Aussie rhyming slang. Oh, OK. Well, you know, she will. She will. Says here she won't. Says where? In the notes. She says you were out, and she didn't know where you were. What? The night of the, eight, of the 18th? Uh, well, I, I'm sure I was at home. Um, and if I wasn't, I mean, well, so what? So what? A lot what? Did you scan that little old lady out of her life savings so you could invest in this podcast? I didn't. I did no such thing. Mrs Edith Watkins of 25 Smith Road says you did. I, I did not! You're lying. Brian Oakes, you're nicked. 
What? No, no, this is absurd. Unless you want to chuck us, Pewee, and change your story, you're going down, mate. Chuck a what? Admit you're lying, because I know you are lying. Look, this, this, this is a nightmare. I, I, I want to see a real person. Get, get me a real person. A, a lawyer. No, no, I, I, I want a real lawyer. Officers during four. Officers during four. Suspect getting violent. Could you tell us, uh, could you give us an update on uh, what's happening with the uh, podcast? Can we have a statement? I have a statement regarding the South Memview podcast scam. This afternoon we arrested a man in his late 50s who is uh, helping us with our inquiries into the rising scandal of criminals who pose as podcast hosts to try and scam people out of their time and money. He was caught using a pioneering artificial intelligence-based digital assistant, which is set to revolutionise the way we police our country. Let me warn charlatans and con merchants and scammers everywhere, you can try and lie, but you can never get past our Sheila. And the moral of the story, folks, is tell the truth, tell the truth, tell the truth, tell the truth, tell the truth. Tell the truth. <laughs>